This session, I am thrilled to unpack an incredibly powerful, life-transforming truth as it appears in 1 Peter chapter 1, verse 3. If you've been joining us in each of these sessions, we're in 1 Peter chapter 1, verse 3. Last session, we discovered how we can speak well of God because of what He has done for us through the Son. But what has He done for us through the Son, and why has He done it? 1 Peter chapter 1, verse 3. Blessed. Remember from last session we said the word is eulegetos, which means to speak well of. Blessed, speak well of the God and Father of our, the relationship is personal, Lord Jesus Christ. Lord our Master, Jesus our salvation, Christos, Christ, the Anointed One. Why should we speak well of the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ? We pick it up again in 1 Peter chapter 1, verse 3. Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. And zero in on the next phrase. Who according to his great mercy. The word I want to focus on for just a few moments is that word mercy. God's unmerited favor. Grace, a word we've addressed several times already in these sessions, grace is God giving me what I do not deserve. Mercy is God not giving me what I do deserve. Do you see the distinction? Grace, God giving me what I do not deserve. Mercy, God not giving me what I do deserve. Now, why do we need to be reminded of this? Because what God has provided for us through Jesus Christ, salvation here and heaven hereafter, we do not deserve. So any hope we have flows from the mercy of God. When God looked down upon a fallen creation, when he saw men and women stuck in the muck and mire of sin, he did not say, it is all their fault. I told them not to eat that fruit in the garden. They are getting exactly what they deserve. No, God was moved by his mercy. He looked down at a fallen creation and his heart was broken. He was moved by our miserable condition. And that is mercy. Mercy is compassionate compassion poured out upon the miserable condition of another. And God's mercy moved him to do something about our miserable condition. The Apostle Paul described the compelling action of God's mercy this way in Ephesians chapter 2. And Paul writes, and you were dead, that was our condition, in your trespasses and sins, in which you formerly walked according to the course of this world, according to the prince of the power of the air, of the spirit that is now working in the sons of disobedience 
Among them, we too all formerly lived in the lust of our flesh, indulging the desires of the flesh and of the mind, and were by nature children of wrath, even as the rest. When God looked down on every one of us, that is the scene he observed. That is the condition of every single one of us apart from Christ. Romans chapter 3, verse 23, tragically reminds us for all. It does not say a few. It does not say most. It does not say many. For all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. However, we continue reading in Ephesians chapter 2. We pick it up in verse 4. But God. Oh, how grateful I am for those two words. But God. I was hopelessly lost, but God. I was bound for an eternal hell, but God. I could not do anything to save myself, but God. Oh, how grateful I am for those two words. How precious to my soul are those words, but God. God. But God what? We continue in verse 4. But God being rich in mercy. There is that word again. God being rich in mercy. God not giving me what I do deserve. But God being rich in mercy because, why is he merciful? Because of his great love with which he loved us, even when we were dead in our transgressions, made us alive together with Christ. By grace you have been saved and raised us up with him and seated us with him in the heavenly places in Christ Jesus. God looks down upon the sinful fallen state of every one of us and his mercy moves him to do something about it. What could he do? How could he act to rescue men and women born into sin? He could make it possible for them to be born again. Back to 1 Peter chapter 1, verse 3. Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who according to his great mercy, his mercy did what? Has caused us to be born again to a living hope through the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead. In the midst of severe persecution, these believers were seriously, seriously wrestling with the love and the mercy of God. Does God really love us? Does God really care about what we are going through? And Peter is reminding them it was the mercy of God that allowed them to be restored to a right relationship with God. It was his mercy that allowed them to experience New birth, salvation here. And that is true of us. When you find yourself in the midst of a storm, when the rain is falling, the wind is blowing, and the waves of discouragement and pain are crashing against the shore of your soul, I encourage you to remember two simple words. But God. You may not know what God is doing, 
But you can know what God has done. Just look to the cross. No storm, no matter how severe, can undo what God has already done. See you next session. Ultimately, our desire is to provide a two-tiered approach to the study of God's Word. You have joined us for one tier in that approach, which is the verse-by-verse study of God's Word. But we also want to provide a tier that encourages you through biblical preaching, where we walk through a passage of Scripture, greater application in the process. I hope you will enjoy these along the way as we try to continue growing you in God's Word to take you deeper in your faith.